welcome. You've got mail. Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of TechStream. My name is Seth Everett. He is the CEO of the Palmer Group, Shelly Palmer. And Shelly, you know, a lot has been in tech very, very toxic and bad. But now the, in, the infrastructure bill has been signed. So what does that do to help CES? You know, <laughs> well, that's two things that go well together. It's sort of like peanut butter and chocolate. Or Well, no, I blame everything in my life on supply chain. Yeah. If I run out of batteries, it's supply chain. <laughs> At the moment, I think everybody blames everything on supply chain, and that's probably not that inaccurate. So two things. that this The new infrastructure bill is interesting because it's got a little about a little cybersecurity in there. Uh, a big uh, Wi-Fi building out. Yeah. Yeah. There's a laundry list of cybersecurity stuff. Only one of all of the things is actually a law. Everything else is just something else. What's weird to me, though, Seth, is that we still don't have in the United States enough cooperation between very big tech and government when it comes to cyber warfare. And there, there is some of it going on. I understand why big tech companies don't really want to let anyone know when they're being attacked. Well, first of all, they're attacked 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So there's that. <laughs> but it's sort of like a bank, right? If JP Morgan Chase got hacked for you know a half a billion dollars, th- nobody would ever know. Like they're just not going to tell anybody. Right. Ever. Like Jimmy Stewart handing out loans, you know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just because the run on the bank would be insane and people's, you know, confidence would be shattered if, if uh, American banking institutions of that size got hacked. So you're never going to learn about it. And when we get attacked every single day, every aspect of every government website is constantly under attack and every big tech firm is constantly under attack. So the question is, where are the really nasty ones? Right. What are the really nasty Trojans that get in there that, you know, sleep for six months and then like the solar winds thing, we have no idea what's ultimately going to happen with that. That seeped its way into all kinds of government agencies. We have no idea if those are Trojans that are asleep, if that's malware, we don't know. So this idea that they put a lot of money into this new infrastructure bill for cybersecurity, one would think the smartest thing that could be done would be to get all of the biggest tech organizations and government, put them together and fund cyber command in a way that it had never been funded. We don't need another aircraft carrier. We may or may not need, I don't know how many new bombers or how many new bombs, because I don't know exactly who we're bombing or what we're using bombers and fighter jets for in the 21st century. I could see a drone program, an unmanned aerial uh, program, but I don't know how many fighter pilots. Right. And this is why a lot of people are saying like, Oh yeah, yeah. This again, like that. That's been. You know, yeah, this is. There's, I, I there's infrastructure fatigue. So, what I, you know, the the infrastructure joke gives way to. We need some positivity when it comes to tech. Yes. And CES is that. Oh, it's pure positivity when it comes to tech. It's it's open for business apparently, but from everything I have seen, there's still a virtual component. Yes, absolutely. So, so let's start this off. If you are the company, though. Not yeah. you, not the Palmer Group. Right. If you are Joe Tech Guy, yes. Are you going to say, wait a second, I can pull like the New York Knicks radio team, who, by the <laughs> way, won't send their reporters on the road, even though they're all fully vaccinated? Are you going to hold back and see if virtual is still a cheaper, more efficient way to learn and see and network? 
Well, first of all, it is a more efficient and cheaper way to learn and uh, not so much network, but learn. And so if your goal is just to learn, you never need to go to CES because there's always better writings with good analysis available directly after the show. And let, let's talk about CES in its entirety. First of all, there's nothing quite like it in the world. And, and when COVID hit, obviously, it devastated every industry. It hurt all of us. It put us all in lockdown, like all the things. We all know what it did. CES had a choice and they went all virtual in 2021, which they needed to do. And it was the right decision. And Gary Shapiro, who is the CEO of, of the Consumer Technology Association, for those who uh, you know, made that call, for those who don't know what CES is, it used to be called the Consumer Electronics Show, but they renamed it CES when they named the renamed the organization from the Consumer Electronics Association to the Consumer Technology Association, just paying homage to the fact that everything is technology and, and it's not just electronics. And so... And the, the show really expanded in a really nice way. What I love about CES, Seth, is that it's my crystal ball into the future. And what I mean by that is when you go to CES, you see things that are going to ship for next Christmas. Like there are people that go there to buy inventory for their electronic stores, big companies, a Best Buy or a, a B&H Photo, um, Adorama, uh, may they rest in peace, Fry's Electronics. Sorry, I've yeah. always wanted to say that on a podcast. Yeah, yeah, you know, PC Richards. Like those guys go, they have buyers there and they go and they buy stuff. Now they don't need to go there, but to buy stuff, I'm sure they're big enough to buy by just buying. But you always see Walmart buyers and big, big store buyers are always there. So you, because of that, they're showing you stuff that they can buy that'll be on the shelf soon. So that's your short-term crystal ball. Then there's always concept stuff that is soon to be shipped, but not yet shipped, but being manufactured or getting ready to be manufactured. So that takes you out, call it 18 months to two years. And so that gives you a really good understanding of what'll be in the marketplace. And then there's the hypothetical, you know, concept car type stuff, which is 36 months to, to 60 months out. So you can go to CES and just walking the show floor, just by seeing the, the size of the booth, the amount of excitement around a given product and what the manufacturers are showing, you really can get a, 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 an amazing understanding of what's new, what's absolutely next. And then you can use your own judgment to decide what it means for your business. So but should there be a consumer portion of it? I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, they always talk about that. They do. They always talk about that. Well, because yeah. what I'm, what I'm saying is I look, you, you know, me now pretty well. We've yeah. done 33 episodes of this sucker. Yeah. I get tech. I love tech. I'm a tech guy. I have no real reason to schlep out there and go to it. No, you don't. And in fact, most people don't, which is why there isn't a consumer version of the consumer technology show or consumer uh, electronics show uh, or simply CES, which is what they call it now. Look, here's the thing. This year, you asked a really important question. You know, should you go? Should you do it virtually? Of course, we're going to do both. The CTA is going to do both. There will be both an online and an in-person version of it. I've told you why it's important to go in person. I, and what I believe is going to happen is this year, which is guaranteed to be a smaller show because of all the reasons we expect it to be slightly smaller. You know, COVID has been devastating. There are some winners and some losers in the business. It's hard to know if people are going to, they've got a vaccination mandate, which I think is brilliant. And it's just gonna be a smaller show. But here's what I know, because I know who's, who of our clients is going. The people that are gonna be there this year 
are the people you want to talk to. This is the people there to do business. And I think this has been my experience with every trade show that I've gone to in the last three months since I've been double vaxxed and I'm going to get be triple vaxxed pretty soon. My getting my booster shot, it's scheduled. But so, you know, and I was. Then, I thought, and then, of course, uh, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, CES was a great success. Shelly's already had six shots. <laughs> no, but ultimately, Seth, I, you know, as soon as I felt a little more comfortable that I wasn't going to be hospitalized and wasn't going to die, I felt like I could go out to more things. And what I noticed is every single trade event that I've gone to has been smaller, with the exception of NFT NYC, which was the biggest I've, it's ever been because it's, you know, this is the year of NFTs. But but every trade show that's been around for 10 years or, or, or roughly that amount of time, it's been smaller, but better because the people that were there were there to do business. And ultimately, there were no distractions. You weren't seeing hundreds of people that, you know, just literally you couldn't do any business with. So I'm expecting CES to be amazing this year. We are doing in-person tours. You know, we always do these floor tours where we take executive leadership teams from our biggest clients and we walk them around the show floor and talk about what's new, what's next and, and what it means, what we think. Um, we do our, our tech uh, trends report every year. And this year it's going to be a, a much more interesting document than ever before, because so many things have changed and so many trends have emerged over the last 18 months that were maybe five or 10 years off or two years ago. And now we think are three to five years off or even sooner. And then we have our innovation series summit, which, for the first time ever, we did only virtually in 2021. 2022, it's going to be also just virtual, but we can accomplish so much more with that. Now, what are we going to miss? We're missing the networking events. So we've got a bunch of stuff at CES that are small groups, but again, super curated, 25, 50 executives that we're going to bring together, people who are really going to do business. So I'm super excited about CES. And I think, look, the CTA, has a very, very large responsibility to keep us all safe. And Gary Shapiro, has done a real, who's the CEO of that organization, has done a great job. Uh, he has mandated vaccines. I know they're going to keep the environment incredibly safe. I feel like we are going to do well. The city of Las Vegas is, has been acting incredibly responsibly. The airlines have been acting incredibly responsibly. So I feel like people are going to be safe. I feel like this is going to be an amazing show. And I'm also really psyched about some of the new technology and the way it's going to be applied. Um, we have uh, you know, new standards for um, Internet of Things that are coming to, uh, to the show. We're going to see completely new chipsets. We're going to see completely new ways to think about the metaverse will be on display. We're going to have uh, all of the things where Web3 intersects with Web2 front and center, because where else can you do it but CES, where all the technology and all the software and all the brands, you know, it's hardware, software, content, and brands. Be a great around. place for them to rebrand Facebook. Yes, and they will. And they will definitely spend some time being meta as opposed to being Facebook. But these are, the, you know, look, this is exactly what the magic of CES is, right? Content, hardware, software, brands in one place. And you can literally go in one party, one networking event, in one environment, see people who are representing the advertisers, they're representing the hardware manufacturers, they're representing uh, consumer preferences, and of course the content that's being made. I, I'm very excited for this year. And yes, it's gonna be smaller. And there's no reason not to attend online. If you don't wanna make the trip to Vegas, you'll get a good experience there. And you know, the only thing you don't get if you don't go is you don't get to meet people in person. But 
I think that's still going to be challenging this year, not as challenging as it was last year, just because of the, you know, the COVID restrictions, which hopefully by next year, well, the year after, I guess 2023 won't be in place, but, but for now, I'm, you know, I just think CS is going to be incredible. We're doing, you know, we, we've always had a, a really big, big, big CES. Do you uh, walk around CES like the mayor? Oh, like, that, do you look like the mayor of CES? Like you, hello, nice to see you. You're good. You're looking well. Very good to see you. I won't shaking I, hands, kissing babies and stuff. I, I, I won't go that far, but I can tell you that I, if I were to stand still in the North uh, lobby at CES or the central hall lobby by Starbucks, I would never need to move. And I would see everyone I know. It's sort of like Vesuvio in on, on the Palais in the South of France. I mean, you go and you get a pizza there and a Coke. Everyone you meet in the world, if you sit there long enough, will run by you. If I stand by the Starbucks in Central Hall corridor, uh, Northwell corridor, you, 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 everyone I know in the world will walk by at some point. That's true. The only things that I can compare it to, you know, from my firsthand knowledge, and I think it's closer to the latter, is Comic Con and uh, the baseball winter meeting. Yeah, it's more like the baseball winter meetings, I think, because the baseball winter meetings, there's a huge convention portion. There's a massive job fair. Uh, A lot of people go to do business, you know, so I I, I see the parallel. But the one thing I will say about my history with the winter meetings is all the good deals got done in the lobby or the bar at the hotel. But that's where that CES is is, is CES. So so when company A meets, you know, executive B, and those conversations are taking place. They're not taking place on the show floor. Generally They're taking place in Vegas that week. That's right. Look, here's what you can expect at CES if you go. A, a, an incredible amount of 5G and IoT. You're going to see resilience, smart cities, and sustainability is a giant topic right now. Obviously, entertainment is always front and center, and marketing and advertising are always there. So that's our bailiwick. We deal with content and marketing and advertising and entertainment and where that intersects with technology. As you know, the auto show has moved to Las Vegas and all of the car companies are brilliantly represented there. It's so much fun because all the cars, all the concept cars, all the new EVs, all the autonomous vehicles, plus some drones and flying cars and cool stuff that that's always there. There will be as much blockchain as people can get to CES this year. Uh, over the last, I'm going to call it five years, the emergence of health and wellness tech has been brilliantly represented there. Everybody that was doing, you know, uh, monitoring of uh, the quantified self movement, everyone was doing sports, fitness, uh, fitness and wearables, digital health, uh, food technology, all that stuff is there. A lot of family and lifestyle stuff, home entertainment. Of course, there are TVs, right? All the TVs in the world. Then recently, we've seen more gaming and immersive entertainment that was starting to get big as for a minute, 3D printing was hot. I don't know that it's as hot as it was back then, but there's a, a, still a fair amount of it. All the drones and AI and robotics people are there. And of course, in the last couple of years, like Lockheed Martin was there and a couple others, space technology is showing up. I'm expecting to see more of that. Always a what lot. What about of- streaming services? Yeah, always. A ton of streaming because that's part of the marketing media content and advertising. And we they also have this massive thing called Eureka Park, where uh, usually a thousand startups show up. I don't know how many will be there this year, but it's that's a chaotic, crazy, disorganized, wonderful, messy place to just go hang out. You, you, governments bring all their you know, uh, uh, missions filled with startups, but then just play all everyday startups just show up. 
it's such a hodgepodge. It's really one of my favorite places to go hang out because it's such an incredible mess. And, you know, you're just walking around there and you'll, you'll see somebody who just raised $10 million. You'll see somebody who's raised no million dollars. Some people have spent more money coming to Vegas than they spent to start their company and others who are, you know, fully funded by the government of Israel. It's, you, it's all mixed up and it's really fun to go there. Sounds fascinating. The curious uh, thing about it will be how many, uh, how big can it get and can it reach its past numbers, maybe not this year, but will this year be a stepping stone to getting it back to what it was? Yeah. Because, you know, there's this whole debate on virtual versus, you know, everything that's going on. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, here's an example. Marvel just announced that 12 of its movies are being re-released as IMAX. Yes. And I said, wait a minute. So all the movies that are on my phone right now, because I have Disney plus are now available on IMAX. Well, mm-hmm. you know, that's not bringing me out, you know, <laughs> it, it's not happening. You're and not going to spend $17 to go see it in IMAX? No, I, I spent $13.99 and I can see it whenever I goddamn well please. Yeah. So just this idea that, you know, what we have, you know, we're, we're such an interconnected society. Does the, the pounding of the pavement, for lack of a better phrase, pay off for not just, uh, not again, not just exhibitors, but for people who use that for launching points for their career objectives, I, I'm fascinated to see the results. So you know what? So I, I, I want to that... see it turn out to be as successful as it has been. No, you know, I, first of all, success has to be defined. Uh, the way we define success is the return on our investment, uh, no matter what show we're going to. So when you ask your CFO to get the money to go to CES. When you say to your company, hi, I want to go to Vegas for a week and party with everybody and come back. Like, what is the return on investment? The answer is there's a tangible and an intangible. Tangible is you go out there with goals and you accomplish those goals. Uh, The intangibles are you've got some some education. You're trying to understand a marketplace. You're trying to meet people who are prominent. You want to get a chance to hear people in person. You want to you want to go with your team and see how everyone reacts and just get a level set. These things all generate some return on the investment. And I think uh, it's always been there. It was a little looser, maybe a couple of years back before COVID. I don't see this as bad, but success has always been measurable and trade show success has always been measurable. You go to a trade show with a goal in mind. And I've never met anyone coming to CES who is just there to hang out. I know that there are people who say they do that, but I've never met anyone doing that. It's expensive to be there. And the city of Las Vegas may have got their comeuppance, but hotel rooms, like an average hotel room at an average hotel in Las Vegas was uh, $7.50 a night in uh, 2019. And, and dinners were $100 to $150 a person at a nice restaurant. And you, you know, this was, it was past the point of expensive. The plane tickets were in the, from New York, were in the thousand to $1,500 round trip for coach area. So that, you know, like it was, it had gotten out of hand. I think, you know, there's nothing wrong with it being smaller. The most important thing is that the right people show up. And I am confident based on who we know is coming just from our own clients, that the right people are going to be there. In fact, the very right people are going to be there. So I am super excited about it. And you know what, we'll report from CES every day. I think you and I will do our CES, you know, well, tech streams impact on, on CES. There'll, there'll be an article written about that. Yes. I mean, just, just, just the impact, just the idea that someone's going to know. I, I see, I see a QR code in our future. 
There's no question about that. We are going to be fully, fully reporting from the front lines at CES 2022 for sure. So look, you know, that's, uh, I, I don't want to say that I know. Get Miguel Almaguer to do, do, do uh, <laughs> the voices. I don't want to say I know the future, but I do know what's going to happen at CES this year. And it's going to be completely different and completely awesome. That much I that's, can say. Hey, I'm, I'm in. Since we've been complaining about the uh, supply chain, I can uh, give you my follow-up report. Uh, since we reported this on TechStream, I have been to two more movie theaters. And? Why are loose M&Ms in the cup holder? Say what? Why are loose M&Ms, not a bag of M&Ms, just some guy's loose M&Ms in the cup holder of said movie theater? Movie theaters, you want to be, you want to survive this? Do better. It, it, remember, we did the podcast where somebody's dirty napkin was in a cup holder. What is the problem with cleaning these theaters? I tell you what, Seth, I think this is the universe telling you it's time to stay it's home. Done. It's done. I, <laughs> if, if, if I didn't have to go see Eternals and then the week before it was Venom, Let There Be Carnage. That's the other thing. How was that? It, oh, awful. Awful. Don't sugarcoat it. You're telling it's, me I don't need to, I don't need to see it. No. And, and, and every part of it is dumb. And it, the problem is you made a, you made a, a deadly, you made a deadly uh, character in carnage and you made it PG 13. Awesome. There's nothing he can do. It's, and it's corny jokes and it's just so stupid. It has been so long since I've been in a movie theater for a great movie that's well, the can, other let me save you some time on my watch list which i have really enjoyed clickbait you definitely need to do it but Netflix. that's not a movie theater no, okay no, i'm telling you stay home yeah. stay home and watch clickbait and then i just started this hulu thing i, I have two couple more episodes to go um nine perfect strangers which is somewhere between really weird really compelling really terrible and really amazing like it's it's all those that's things a, nicole once. kidman's in there yeah, yeah. yeah. I, with and she has the worst russian fake russian accent ever but that's not the point the point is you don't need to go to the movie theater Seth. there's cool stuff at home you can just of streaming are us you can just stream of course the streaming services are are doing fantastic there's there's so much content uh the but but when you see the ads for only in theaters only in theaters, it's like, all right, break out the rubber gloves. Here we go. And it's not about COVID. It's the place is filthy. I'm getting you your very own custom-made hand sanitizer oh, container brutal. for the, the holidays, Seth. Brutal. I'm blaming the supply chain. We don't have, everything is being blamed on the supply chain. The good news is, Seth, at the moment, I don't have any movie theater clients, so bash away. It's one of the few places where I feel you can just bash as you wish. But uh, there is plenty of great streaming stuff and we can, you know, we've covered some of it. We'll cover more. I'd, I'd like our viewers, fans, listeners to just send in your suggestions for things that we ought to be either talking about and or watching. Because at this point, I'm not going to movie theaters uh, probably for a while. So uh, keep those cards and letters coming. Seth, have a great week, man. That's this week's episode of TechStream. Uh, this is enlightening. And we hope that it's not just about infrastructure.